Hey everybody, welcome to Raven's House of Horror. I'm Raven, here to you with another review this week. Thanks for joining, thanks for listening. And this week, I'm doing a review on Girls Against Boys, which I seen a few years ago online, maybe like six, seven years ago. And it was okay, and I only watched it because of the actress I liked that was in it. And I'll get to that when I run down the cast real quick. It's a, I consider this an indie movie because it didn't open up in that many theaters. Worldwide, it made like $7,611, I think I remember. You know, and for what it is, it's not that bad of a movie. It's one of those, to me, it reminds me of a Lifetime movie with an R rating. That's what it reminds me of. So if you're into Lifetime movies, but a little bit stronger, especially if you're a female. I know females love that channel. I would, I would give it a go. I mean, it's not boring. It's not too slow. It has, it, it, it keeps your interest. It's not that bad. Or it's one of those movies that you know you could be cooking or doing something in the background, and then you have it on. You could. It's easy to follow. Basically, what I'm saying. But the plot is basically, after a series of bad dates with men. Lulu has a deadly way of handling the opposite sex. But we run down to cash real quick so maybe you get an idea who they are when I'm talking about it. I'm not gonna go into it all in depth, you know, because like I said, it's just an easy follow. It's a like I said, yeah, a lifetime movie, but with an R rating. So we have Nicole Lalaberte who plays Lulu. And I call her the psychopath, the redheaded psychopath. And she plays it well, and you will understand from the beginning, and you'll see it in her eyes. She has the perfect crazy eyes to play this part. And she's been in other things, too. I've seen her in... Uh, what's that show? She's been in a few other things. I think, like, Dexter. And she's been in, actually... Yeah, I think she was in Dexter, some Lifetime movies and stuff like that. She did, she did actually a good job playing the psychopath. And like I said, I'll get into it a little bit more. Going into the, the cast. And she played, not even just Dexter, she played in Portlanta, something called Smartass. She did a lot of different things though, but she did a good job playing the psychopath. Then we have, this is the reason why I watched the movie, because of Danielle Panabaker. I know her from Flash, and she did. I think she did one of those Piranha 3D movies or double Ds. But I was a fan of her on the Flash show. She plays the victim basically. She's one of the main, her and Lulu. But she's like a bartender putting herself through college. We'll get to that in a bit. Then we have Matthew Roch, he's a police officer. He comes in in the opening scene and he'll see him again later on in like the middle of the movie. Just a couple of quick parts with him. But it, it's, a, it's a part that that basically explodes the movies and make things more serious than, than you, to make the movie more believable. So if you watch it, you'll know the part I'm talking about. Then we have Liam Aiken. He plays Tyler. He has um, some friends that they met in a club, and we'll get to that. Then we have Andrew Howard. He plays Terry Shea, love interest from the beginning. 
she having a fling basically with a married man and he basically doesn't want to be with her no more. So she wants to try to make it work with his family, which he has a three-year-old daughter that she never even knew about. Then we have Michael Stahl, David. He plays Simon, and he's a friend of Duncan that you that I'm going to talk about next. His name is Will Brill. Plays Duncan. He's the friends of Simon. These are they're the guys that these girls meet when they go out one day, and I'll explain that. So just to give you how like a, a schematic of the of the movie how it's laid out the story goes like Shay she's a girl you know putting herself through college by being a bartender working at a at this like popping nightclub this is all takes place in New York and she's she's been dating I was telling you like the married man Terry but then he broke her. He broke up with her, and she was shocked when he found out she had a kid, and he never told about it after they've been carrying on this love affair for a while. You know, they get right into it. They don't like drag. Dra- what I like about this movie, they didn't like drag it out or, or, or you know, just like they didn't overkill um, scenes. They just got to it and they did it, and they, I liked it because it was pretty fast. The movie, how they did everything. So after um, she found out about Terry being married and having a kid, she started crying, you know. And then one day she was at the bar working. Then she started having a breakdown crying. Then that's when Lulu comes into the picture. And Lulu's, you know, like, what's wrong? Everything's okay. Can I help you? Then after that, long story short, Lulu finds a way, enters into Shay's life and become besties with her. Then those three guys I mentioned, Tyler, Duncan, and Simon, um, Lulu's like, let's go out, take you out, get your mind off of that guy. And, you know, so they wind up meeting Tyler, Duncan, and Simon at the bar, having a good time. They go back to, to Tyler's house. Tyler and Duncan share, like, they roommate. So they had a good time there, you know, so they're having fun drinking. So Shay wants to leave, and Simon asks, "Can he walk her home?" And she, so, or take her to take a cab ride, Uber, or whatever home. So he's like, "Can I get a kiss?" <laughs> and she's like, um, "I don't really know you that well yet, but then like, can I get your number?" You know, he's one of those guys that couldn't take no for an answer. You know, I'm sure we know guys like that. But then he took it a step far. He started getting angry, cursed around, then wind up raping her, and that like took her to the breaking point. And then. Next thing you know, Lulu find out, and then that's when you start seeing the craziness of Lulu. And I don't want to, I don't want to say what happens, but they do go looking for Simon. They go to the friend's house to find out where Simon lives. Simon wind up living in Brooklyn, and that's the only part that I could say was really horrific. Like when they find Simon, that was a real good worthy scene just to watch. It was cringe worthy just scene. So that was a good part of the movie. And that's why I think they gave it a put horror in it. But I still don't think it should have been a horror movie. I think a drama thriller would have been just best for it. So they go to the police station after she found out about the um Lulu took Shay to the police station after she found out she got raped. The police was being like a douche to her, saying, like, you don't you look fine to me. Oh, why you didn't why you didn't report it the day it happened? Why are you coming the next morning? 
you know, stuff like that. He was being a douchebag, and that's when they took matters into their own hands, and they started going from guy to guy to guy. It's like basically a revenge film. But I could understand a couple of people they wanted to get revenge on to that way, but one of the guys didn't really deserve it, and that's when I drew the line at that, and it's like, but even Shay even came to her senses, knowing how bad Lulu was becoming a psychopath. Then she, at some point, she tries to even get away from Lulu and start hanging out more with her college friends and meeting other guys. But you know, Lulu is like the stalker chick that's stalking her best friend. That's trying to look like she's she was falling in love with her. And between all that, like I said, I don't want to give away anything, but it's basically you watch the movie, you could predict a lot of things. It's an explain yourself type of movie. Like I said, it's a lifetime type of movie, but a little bit stronger. I did enjoy it because this is my second time watching it. But the second time I watched it, the first time I was curious, the second time I had nothing else to watch. And I just felt like having something on in the background. So I say give it at least one shot. And a few um, little notes on it that like they what I like, they showed the killing. They showed like the the blood coming out. They showed the things that got chopped up. So to me, that's what gave it a a, a gore rating. And they honestly, the actors, they did a good job for what it was. Like you could tell the two main girls, Shay and Lulu, they did the best job because they've been in a lot of the stuff that I when I was looking up on them. So they they held their parts well. Some of the guys in it, some of them was a little stiff to me, but it's something that you wouldn't it wouldn't ruin the the movie for you, you know. And I seen a I found a couple of little technical, like a two little, a couple of little errors in the movie. If you don't if you're not paying attention, you won't notice it. But I you know caught it a couple of times, and I had to you know rewind to check it out. But when like there's a scene when. When everyone gets out of the vehicle, when they go to the woods, there's a wood scene. You could actually see a crew member in a reflection, reflecting in the, in the doorway. So that was like one little mistake that, you know, I, I caught. And there was one more too, I think. There, oh, there, there was another one when, uh, when the vehicle is pulling into a, this motel scene. You could see like a cameraman shadow briefly by the bumper, like him holding the camera. So those are like two little things you could look for if you're watching a movie just to have fun with. And they had a decent soundtrack. I mean, there was one song in there I like, it was called Fallen Into You um, by Costanza. I don't know who that is, but I did like that song in the movie. And like I said, this movie came out February 1st, 2013. Came out, you know, like nine years ago or so, give or take. But... Like I said, it's a good one-time watch. I give it, um, let me see. I give it a straining, a straining maybe three or a three, three Raven Wings up or two and a half, depends, out of five. Like I said, it's not bad. It's just, it could have been more. And, but I did like the, the kill scenes and, I did like the way it ended, and I did like how they set, did the setup. And like I said, it's a good pace, and I think like I said, you could watch it 
and you'll enjoy it very much. I have some good movies coming up in the next three weeks. I think I'll do one more B or indie horror, then go into a little bit more mainstream and amp up the to be viewing a little bit more. So thank you for listening. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, my handle is at Ravens underscore horror. And the podcast Instagram handle is Ravens underscore house of horror. YouTube channel is still in the works. I know I say it every week, but I'm just trying to keep your minds that it's coming. But thanks for listening. Ravens out.